Welcome to Money's a Mitch podcast. I'm Mitch Newman, and I am determined to provide you with the best of the best state-of-the-heart tools and techniques to support you in redefining, reframing, and reigniting. That's a lot of re's. That flame inside of you that will propel you to your next levels of success. Together, we're going to explore and do a deep dive into really all aspects of conscious leadership and what it really takes to lead oneself and others at this higher level of consciousness with the intention and the outcome of creating maximum impact and contribution in all areas of your life. We will laugh, most definitely cry, the good cry, of course, hopefully, and without a doubt, discover the magic that exists inside of each and every one of you. So, if you're not afraid of the unknown, let's get to it. Hey, welcome to another exciting episode of Mondays and Mitch, the podcast that is determined to dispel myths, rumors, and old beliefs. Yeah, we like to get rid of old beliefs in favor of new beliefs. And new ways of seeing, experiencing leadership in a more conscious way, in a way that allows us to lift other people up high, really high. If they want to go high, <laughs> but to go places. But first and foremost, we talk about this, and I talk about this every episode. It's first about leading yourself. That's what makes. A leader effective. A manager can manage other people. Just becomes very challenging to lead other people because there's no there's no backbone of truth to the experiences uh, that a manager may relay to other people to tell them what to do. Meaning. The person necessarily hasn't gone through it, hasn't necessarily experienced it themselves, hasn't necessarily processed through it, and kind of come out the other end, um, bigger, bolder, better, what have you. And this is really more about conscious leadership. This is really more about the understanding that when we look at the whole person, and I like to use the term whole person economics, when we consider the whole person. That means that we have considered our, ourselves as a whole person, <laughs> that we have actually looked deeply at all aspects of ourself to understand that how we do one thing is how we do everything. So I want to talk a little bit today about this idea of accessing your intuition, how to get there. Some people say, well, how do you know if it's your head or your heart? And I said, well, the simple fact that you're asking the question means it's your head. And beyond that, it's okay. We need to be able to move things out of the way that are no longer serving us, move things out of the way that are are old and dated and really not a reflection of where we're going and no longer using the past as a frame of reference for how to get someplace because truth be told, if we got to where we wanted to go, Using the past, not the wisdom pieces, I'll talk about that in a second, but just using all the stuff and trying to repeat it, it, it we, we never got there. So so what's the point of using those same tools if they've never worked? Now, yes, you want to grab the wisdom from the past. You want to grab the understanding 
Um, and really the knowledge, right? The knowledge ultimately that you uncover and discover about yourself and it resonates so strong and true in your heart, in your gut, your intuition. And then you actually put it into play. You actually take what it is that you have learned, put it into play, and the reflection back is, this works. So That's when you know it's wisdom. Now, for a lot of people, they get caught up easily in the emotional side of things. They get triggered easily and often. And when you get triggered by something, something somebody says, an experience that happens, it really kind of sets off a set of dominoes. So you get emotional to something and you naturally react to it. You have a reaction to it. And when you react to stuff and you then challenge yourself to make a decision or, or feel compelled to make a decision because you've been wronged or you've been hurt or this isn't right, and you don't pull back and you don't take a breath and you don't get back in your body, get back in the present moment. You're in that old belief about something about yourself or fear that something is going to be recreated or happen. This happened to me once before. I can see the handwriting on the walls. And so you're in this emotional state and you're reacting from some younger part of yourself, some old part of yourself, some part of your past, some old belief activated. And what does that mean? It usually is a reflection that the decision that you make won't necessarily be the most favorable one. So it's quick to react. It's why we have war. It's why we have againstness. That's why in working with couples for over 20 years, that's why couples tend to fight. <laughs> They're in reaction. The you language comes out. You never do this. You always say this. And then it's just a question of who's right and who's wrong. And it's off to the races. Instead of going, oh, well, I'm triggered. Let me take a few moments here and pull back and figure what this is about for me before I come to you. And instead, people then go at the person. So those poor decision-making results lead to stirring up one old belief. And one old belief really doesn't like to hang out by itself. So it calls upon a series of other old beliefs. Then it may start with, God, why does this always happen to me? What's wrong with me? There must be something wrong with me. And you just go into this, what I call the spiral. And you just slow, <laughs> slowly sink. And it's exhausting. It really is tremendously exhausting. You find that you get physically, mentally, emotionally tired. Just don't want to do it. Like, oh, God, it's exhausting. So the key is, is to be able to access your intuition, your inner knowing. Right? The part of you that does know. And sometimes I can trigger somebody in the other direction. Because they may call me up and they, they may pose a situation or circumstance to me. They're talking a mile a minute. There's no commas. There's no periods. The frequency and resonance of their voice is just high and pitched and speedy. <laughs> words are slurring over other words. They're triggered. They're running some form of what I call I'm upset because fill in the blank. And so they're in a panic mode. And so they can't see clearly. Their so logic is escaping them. So sometimes I'll just slow the conversation down or, or I'll just agree with them. 
So they may be looking for a solution. They may be looking for me to offer something and they'll go into this whole thing and I'll say, oh my God, that's fantastic. And they're like, well, what? What I described to you as fantastic? I said, yes. You are so triggered right now. You are so triggered right now and you're so upset right now that this is where actually something really powerful and positive can occur. We want to make sure that we give you that opportunity to do it. And they're like stunned. They like stop. Or I say, well, hold on a second. Let me ask you a question because I know we've been down this road before. I'm just curious. Just take a breath. Just get them to calm down physically. Slow their breath down a little bit. Relax their heart rate just a little bit. What would you do if somebody came to you with this same situation that you've come to me and they said, what do you do? How do you handle it? What would you tell them? Why? I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably say this or I'd probably say that, but that doesn't sound like it's great advice. So now I still, they're still worked up, right? I said, well, hold on. Take another deep breath. Do me a favor. Close your eyes. Just close your eyes. Just try and slow it all down a little bit. Take a little break a little bit. Just get back in your body. I come to you with the same situation. What would you tell them to do? Now, it may take one or two times or three times for me to have that conversation for them to calm down. But then all of a sudden they go, well, I'd probably say you can do this. You could probably, you know, be smart to do this and perhaps do this. And I go, great. And they go, yeah. I go, yeah. I said, do me a favor and do yourself a favor. Yeah. Take your own advice. Oh. See, they were able to calm down enough to get out of that reactive emotional state to be able to get to a place of clarity, to be re-reminded of who they are, where they are, how old they are. <laughs> They're not running some old program from 20 years ago. They get back to the present moment. See, it's amazing how much we all have access to the same information. And yet somehow we think the access is someone else's access and we have to then go and talk to them. Well, what would, what would you do? I needed to speak to you right away. Mm, I don't know. Really? Need to speak to me right away? So when people calm down and they get out of that highly reactive state and they get out of that trigger place, they get to a point where they're back in their body and they're calm. They're able to access their intuition. They're able to access that inner knowing. And even if they don't completely know, they know enough to take a step. They know enough to take a step in a certain direction and be aware that all they have to do is pay attention. What's the feedback that they get from taking that step? What's the response that they get? from taking that step. How does taking that step feel inside when you take it? See, it's a starting point. See, a lot of times people ask themselves a the question, well, how am I ever going to? Well, when you ask a question, it starts with how, 
and you've never had the answer before, that's a setup because your brain is going to search its memory banks. The wheel is going to spin, and then what's going to pop up is no search results found. And that leads people to self-judgment. God, how do I not know this? There must be something wrong with me. And now they're back into the spiral. So one of the ways that we clear that is to clear emotional triggers to the greatest extent we can. And part of the process of living a more conscious life is that you're going to invite in conscious trigger, uh, emotional triggers. That's how it works. And then when you think you've kind of handled something or I got it down, all you're doing is creating space for something else to come in that needs to be healed. <laughs> That's why I always say consciousness is not a destination and transformation is never a straight line. But if you get excited about it, if you get excited about the idea that new things are going to come in for you to work with and to work on and to create a certain level of mastery and you really accept that and own that, then you realize the power that exists once you work through that and the wisdom that's available to you, the, the level of intuition that's available to you. Now, one of the ways we clear those triggers is to clear what's in the body. The body stores trauma. The body stores memory. And we tend to push them down. Someone had reached out to me and they were talking about, I've really been doing this really well. I've been doing really great. I've really been responding to things better. I really have been, have had the right attitude. I've had the, you know, my adaptability has been fantastic, all these things. But all of a sudden the other day, I just lost it. The person actually got physically ill, physically ill as a result of it. They were entertaining all these old thoughts and all these old beliefs and all these old stories. And they were just swirling, hundreds of them just swirling, attacking almost. And they got physically ill from it. And I went, oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Sometimes people don't want to call me. I'm like, that's fantastic. Fantastic? Why is that fantastic? I said, because here's the deal. Like, you're working with new information that's coming in. And you're handling in a better way new information, new experiences, and filtering them in a different way. But you got a lot of stored stuff in there that's been in there for a long time. You got to be able to clear it. And you got to get your body out of that place of being a storage center for all of these old stories and all of these old experiences and be able to release them, move them out, allow them safe passage out of your body. No, no, no. No more storing here, right? So we've got to clear them out. So it was not surprising to me that this person was had this kind of a reaction. They were a bit stunned. And it was. It was pretty intense. But it didn't surprise me that they had that kind of an experience. I said, well, great. Now, the question now becomes is your body has just communicated something really powerful to you that it doesn't want to store this anymore. Like it, 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 hit, it hit its limit and crashed. So the key is, is not to fill it back up with stories and not to judge what just happened, but to go, oh, my God, thank you. Thank you. Like that was amazing to just be able to release that and get that out. And one of the ways that we not only get it out, but the way we keep it out is through a process of forgiveness. Because once we get to that place where we're able to forgive others and ourselves, 
Our intuition is available to us. But if we've got stuff cluttering it, we've got stuff pushing it down. If it's, it's a, if it's obscuring the intuition because there's just so many layers of stories that you keep telling yourself and beliefs that you're still holding on to, you're not going to get there. And the goal is to get there more often and to get there faster, to be able to access it faster. So forgiving yourself and forgiving other people leads to freedom, emotional freedom. And people go, well, I don't know if I can forgive this person. I said, well, listen, you don't have to. But you just have to understand that as long as you don't, you're the victim, not the other person. You're, you're the victim. You've created yourself as a victim. And that's not serving you. And that's not su- serving where you say you want to go. And honestly, it's going to create a roadblock to getting where you want to go. Because the body and the mind will continuously look for evidence to reconfirm that old belief that you've been left behind, that you haven't been considered, that your thoughts don't matter, that your feelings aren't important, that your ideas are dumb, whatever it is that you're running, you will find a way, a clever way, the insidious nature of it all, to keep reconfirming that. So when you allow yourself to forgive other people, and as a result, understand that the process then ends with you, that you need to forgive yourself for it, all of a sudden, your intuition is available to you again. And it's a new path. And it's a new way of moving forward. And the best part of it is the freedom that comes from it. You feel lighter. You feel more available to handle things in a different way moving forward. And if you're leading yourself in that way, and you're mindful that people that you may be leading are watching you, you're making them aware of your process. You're making them aware of your experience. You're presenting what it is that you're doing, how it is that you're responding, the challenges you're going through, and you're modeling for them a new way of being in the world. And you, when you model for someone a new way of being in the world, and a new way of accessing one's own intuition, your intuition, then what you're modeling is a new way of doing in the world. I'm Mitch Newman. We'll see you again next time. Hey, so if you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to this podcast so, you know, we can hang out every Monday. You can also follow me on Instagram at Life's a Mitch. And if you feel so inspired, make sure to tag me in your stories. I really appreciate hearing from people who are listening in. So if you have any ideas, any feedback, any questions, don't be shy. Please send them along. Who knows? Something you share or suggest may spark a future episode. So until next week, remember, life's a Mitch and then you thrive. 